Georgia Tech fans, welcome in to episode two of Up with the White and Gold with Jeremy and Pat York and GT John Watts. How you doing, John? I'm doing all right. I mean, kind of a that, that scoreline wasn't great, but I mean, we're we're recovering. <laughs> Well, you know, and, and we'll get to that in a second. But, yeah, this was definitely a game that uh, the score doesn't really tell you the story. You look at it and you think one thing, but it was actually quite the opposite. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, and, I mean we both lost the game. You can see we're in a good, good spot from there. And it's definitely a game where someone just looked at the scoreline and probably like, yeah, just another game. But, I mean, we'll actually watch the game. You can really see where things were. Definitely good points. Yeah, and as I am prone to do, I almost forgot all the uh, business we have to conduct before we can get deeply into the episode. So I will tell you that Up With the White and Gold is the weekly venture into the world of Georgia Tech football right here from Impact Media by myself and John. Uh, He is a grad from the school. I am – I've been there a bunch of times. I guess that counts for things, but we, we both follow them pretty well. Uh, if you would like to leave us a question, comment, suggestion, uh, your mother's apple pie recipe, the treasure, whichever thing you want to do, here are the ways you can do that. Uh, you can look for us on Facebook, whether you look up myself or John. You can look up Impact Media. You can look up any of our shows, uh, including this one, Up With the White and Gold. It should pull us up. If you want to find us anywhere you find a podcast, whether that's Podcast One, that's Spotify, If that's the iTunes store or anywhere in between, you can do so. If there is a place that you normally get a podcast that we are not, please let us know. We will be there shortly. Um, On Twitter, any shows from Impact Media, at Team Impact Media, will take you to all the links. You may have to scroll through to find the one you're looking for, but all the descriptions are there. Uh, If you would like to follow my personal page, which has all the links on top of uh, random musings and things that uh, we do, including mine and John's adventures and other things. Um, at the Impact 99 on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram. And John, let them know how they can find you. Yeah, so I mean, you can find me on TikTok. Is I mean, TikTok, um, Twitter. I don't do a whole lot on TikTok, um, so he's better off following uh, Jeremy there. Um, pretty much better <laughs> off following him. Um, you can find me I'm on Twitter at GHXYon. Um But like he said All the links to the shows will be on his So I'm better off just following him <laughs> No, he, he ends up having some good things too I mean you have that campaign Trying to save Dragonia And uh, I hope that's all going well and everything So, uh, And then also if you want to just uh, Drop us what is considered snail mail Nowadays you want to just send us an email uh, three endzone at gmail dot com. That is the number three. That is e n d z o n e at gmail dot com. It blankets everything in Impact Media. But as a lot of you guys have realized, we personally answer everything you send to us. So feel free to do so. So now let's get into this game. Number four, Clemson against Georgia Tech. Now, as we said, the score was forty-one to ten. But I would argue right out of the gate, my number one takeaway from this is that Georgia Tech was very much in this game all the way up till about six and a half minutes to go in the fourth. And after, and by in the game, I'm not just saying, oh, they're within uh, 
they're within 20 points or something. No, they were within about 14 points all the way up until about six and a half minutes in, uh, left in the fourth in the entire game, and then it just kind of went off the rails. Yeah, yeah, definitely there. I, mean, I know at one point we were within, even within four points during the um, second and third quarter. Um, yeah, I mean, we, there were definitely good things there that um, both both sides were doing, and I mean, we were kind of keeping up, but like I said, there were definitely some mistakes that we'll get into that kind of just sent us off and went on about their business and running up score. Exactly. Well, offense, defense, special teams, uh, halftime show, where do you want to start? Uh, I guess we'll break down each thing. We'll start with, uh, I mean, offense. We kind of Okay. Well, what did you see out of the offense that you liked? Well, that's kind of like what we talked about last week where we said that we were going to um, come out understanding you know, who they're playing and not let that worry about it. Um, um like coming down the first play, I mean, trying to um, shock them with you know, that long ball, I mean, it was a good idea. Oh, it was a beautiful pass, uh, I mean, directly to the defender, and it's good that he got that one out of the way. Yeah, I think that, I mean, definitely a little bit better. I mean, um, Simpson got some pressure uh, coming through, and it blocked so well, so it kind of gave a little off-balance throw. Um, so left it like, kind of short, but I mean, definitely, I mean, had not been that, I think it definitely could have been a good catch, and, I mean, things may have been different. But I think overall, I mean, um, I'm not strong like that. I mean, there's definitely a presence there. Um, definitely some things that kind of need to work on. Our offensive line uh, definitely had some issues, some blocking that definitely got through there. And uh, you know, those, those fouls and penalties, that kind of shoots yourself in the foot that we kind of talked about last week and definitely hurt us in some of those areas and false starts uh, didn't really help. But and for the plus side, I mean, definitely, I mean, they they were there. So, I mean, we got that touch, that beautiful touchdown, you know, and the first, you know, the one touchdown we got, it was great drive there and great play. So, I think that was definitely things um, that will be great to look at um, this week, um, which we'll get into in a bit. But I definitely think they're offensive-wise. It was good. Yeah, I mean, they the, this offensive line only gave up two sacks. And, uh, yeah, ten tackles for a loss, that, that, that is what it is as far as that. Um, it's kind of weird, too, that Georgia State and Georgia Tech had very similar games in that uh, the score did not dictate how close the game actually was and that two touchdowns were scored by their opponents based off of blocked punts. The only difference was when Georgia State had a punt, a punt blocked, it got taken to the house immediately, where when Georgia Tech had a punt blocked, it usually took a couple plays right after that. Yeah, um, definitely both those plays you see where you know, the first guy you kind of missed the assignment and the second guy just couldn't pick it up. And, but, I mean, they're pretty good about that. I mean, once that happens, you know, Tech – like, okay, we got to do something about this real quick, and they were good to kind of, kind of stop it from happening there. Of course, Old Clemson didn't go on to score eventually, but um, definitely some areas there. Um, I can sure those assignments uh, happen. I'm sure we kind of do that this week. Yeah, uh, you know, those guys missed those assignments. They, it kind of reminded me of uh, – 
homework in high school, and uh, and you can attest to a lot of that. That I I didn't I didn't miss a lot of homework. I just didn't do a lot of homework. It was the most thing there. At least these guys were trying, and and they just you know they blocked left instead of right. They blocked low instead of high. They uh, they thought maybe they had the linebacker and they were supposed to have the defensive back. I mean. This is things you can clear up. These are these are easy mistakes to look at, and, and you just say, "Hey, make sure you know during these plays what your zone is, and and you can clean those up." Uh, as we said, you know, Jeff Sims, twenty three for thirty six for one hundred sixty four yards. He had a touchdown. Uh, it it wasn't a bad day. We wanted to see him take that next step from last year. And it looks like he bulked up. It looks like he's in better shape. It looks like he's worked on a lot of things. And for the most part, his passes look pretty good. Yep. And that was, uh, I, mean, got, I mean, for him, I mean, what is, his passing, his rushing, or even, um, which, I mean, right now, I mean, having a quarterback, he's probably one of your best rushers. I mean, it helps, helps with your run game. So that's definitely something we want to do. And, um, and that's our style of offense is, you know, establish that run game and then let them so they'll work on his passes. Um, so, yeah, definitely something he – if not for him, I think probably, probably would have been a lot worse. But definitely helped you know, keep us in the game. Yeah, it definitely did. Like you said, his rushing and uh... – uh, I'm trying to remember the kid's name. Dante Smith, the uh, the, the main running back. I, I thought he had some, some good looks as well. It, it really did seem like the offensive line, once they kind of sink in and, and get a little better, I, I think that's that's going to really help this team. Uh, defensively, you know, I told you before we started here, there is something that they did defensively that I brought up on the Georgia show this week that I want to see more of. Uh, they Georgia Tech ended up with three sacks and five tackles for a loss. Do you know how many sacks UGA had this this week? How many is that? They had a big goose egg. They did not have one sack, even though they absolutely dominated Oregon. And I was surprised by that. We know they've lost a bunch of things and things like that, but I was like, how did the UGA Bulldogs, one of the best defenses in the league, not have sacks? And yet it seems like Georgia Tech was flying around a little more. I mean, lack of a better way to say a yellow jacket joke there. But uh, in swarming around as they were, they end up with three solid sacks. I mean, to me, they had the better defensive uh, effort, even though they gave up a, a ton of points. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think uh, Keon White um, definitely I mean, showed up for his game, you know, four pressures, uh, getting two sacks out of it. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a pretty good game, but for him, you know, so after the game, he he said he that wasn't a great performance for him. I mean, two sacks and you say you're not a good good performance. I mean, something that he really wants to play and get after things this year. So I think it was definitely um gonna be pretty good. Um, so I'm looking to see what uh, what our defense can do for the rest of this year. I mean, I think they're probably more stronger than we have been in the previous year. So that's gonna be kind of good and. We'll definitely need that this week. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And uh, you said he had the two and uh, a kilo stone, uh, which is a fantastic name. He should have been a power lifter. But uh, a kilo is a uh, freshman out of Savannah, Georgia. So uh, good for the freshman. He, uh, 
he gets the he gets the the sack and I think credit for the tackle for a loss and all that. He had a pretty solid day as, as well. Just I mean, I guess he got some time there at the end or something. But uh, good on him for doing that. You, you still had is it Ellie or LA? Um, I believe it's Allende. Uh, or it could be Ely. I'm Allende, sure. LA, maybe? Maybe it's Ely. Oh, it makes sense. Well, either way, between him and uh, Thomas, Charlie Thomas, were the uh, the tackle monsters uh, on the day. They had 11 and 10, respectively. <clears throat> I mean, like I said, you, you look up and down. Uh, the, the field goal was solid. Uh, even though he was one for two, I mean, he hit a 45-yarder. I, I don't have a problem with, with Kelly if he could do that. So, I mean, you just kind of look up and down. Even Shanahan with his punts, this, this guy was averaging 47.3 per kick. I mean, that's pretty good. He pinned him deep in the 20 one time. If you don't look at the score, you would have thought this was a, a 21-20 game. But when when Clemson gets great field position because of a blocked punt or – just uh, just sometimes just a, a small error on Georgia Tech's part. Uh, at least 14 of these points were because of those uh, just minor mistakes. Let's see, I'm doing quick math. You take 14 off of 41, I think it's just 27. 27 to 10 looks a lot closer. It was probably closer to like 21-10. But uh, like I said, some of those points were because of the mistakes by the Yellow Jackets and the fact that that is the Clemson Tigers, and they are pretty good too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, there's some double K areas there. I mean, I mean with Clemson, I know they 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 like to run a little bit. Of course, they like to do um, passing, of course, and the their longest you know rush is only 15 yards. So I mean, for a team that's ranked top five, for us to kind of keep them keep them down on that, I mean, that's definitely good areas and consistent pressure against um, their quarterback. Um, even me as being an international affairs person, that, that last name is um, – I'm going to let you have that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're talking about the quarterback? DJ – Uwangale is the latest one I've heard. I thought it was Uwangalele, but apparently it's Uwangale. Mm, it definitely not spelled like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you want, you can stick with uh, Cade Klubnik. Uh, or I, well, I think you would call it a DJU. <laughs> yeah, DJU. It's, that's the easiest way to do it because that way I am not, uh, you know, that way we are not stepping on, on uh, anybody's ancestors or anything like that. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. It, it is what you said, and that's, that was really one of the last points I was wanting to make about this game too was that Clemson came in as number four, but they didn't really play like it. They, they played like a, probably a top 25 team maybe a top 20 team, but they couldn't get anything going really on the ground. What the only thing they really did was DJU who would, uh, when the play broke down would run pretty much up the middle because the play had broken down. That was, that was the main yardage they were actually getting. And they didn't get that much. Shipley had a, at one big run, I think. But for the most part, this Georgia tech defense were keeping everything Clemson was doing in front of them. Yep. That long start, I mean, long, long play, I mean, rush is 15 yards. So I think it's yeah. exactly good. And, you know, even, I mean, he had a, a fumble that we recovered, which kind of helped out a little bit. 
Um, so, I mean, and then, you know, we've always been a consistent, uh, always going for fourth down, you know, fourth down conversions, I mean, early early on helps. Um, so we had a, a couple of fourth down conversions. So, I mean, some of those areas definitely, definitely help I me. Mean, but kind of cleaning up those those other areas, the block punts, and some of those plays where they they were kind of open. So I mean, 28 yard completions, 27 yard completions. Uh, so it, it kind of those kind of areas don't kind of hurt you. So you know, with the team coming up, Western Western Carolina being a, a very offensive kind of team, we got to some of the areas we got to this is they worked on. I know that's uh, they they worked on those. Jeff Collins is familiar with Western Carolina. As we can get to in a little bit, but I'm definitely looking at those looking those tapes and work on those areas. Yep, and you know Georgia Tech being on such a national platform, uh, playing on a Monday night, there was nobody else playing in the entire world that night, football wise. You're playing against number four Clemson. They didn't look starstruck. They didn't look deer in the headlights. They looked like they could actually handle the pressure. So, I, you know, Tech fans, we're going to spend some things positive this this week, but none of the things we said right there did we spend positive. Those are actual things that happened and takeaways from the game. I liked a lot of what Georgia Tech did, and, and I know you did too. I'm sorry. I had a little disturbance in the background. Can you kind of repeat that? Uh, no, you're good. Uh, what I said was uh, they, they, they didn't get starstruck. They didn't have the deer in the headlights. They they played on a national scale. They were the only game playing that night. They played against number four Clemson. It didn't seem like they they were having any issues with playing on a major scale. And you know, like we say, we're going to spend some things positive on this show this this you know this season. But we didn't spend anything positive really that we just said. We uh, it was very straight up. There's a lot of good things about this team right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. You know, we can look at this and kind of break it down. Uh, we kind of break it down. We can leave. We can see those, those positive areas and, and being a spotlight and national. Like you said, Monday night, no one else is playing. A, a big, big opponent. Typically, um, I mean, they are our, you know, our rival in the in ACC. Um, you know, we uh, we have a term or a phrase we like to call it: the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, and of course, Georgia Tech being the good, Georgia being the bad, Clemson is the ugly. So, no, we're here that there. And uh, so, I think, like we said before, you know, that's the, the points doesn't look good, but I mean, consistent. I mean, it's not. I mean, I'm not terribly mad about it. No, and and at the end of the day doesn't matter how many points you did score or didn't score because uh, it, it in the scorebook it just says that Clemson is 1-0 and and you're 0-1. So you just start back over and uh, next week you, you do something different. Yep. Kind of learn from what we did wrong, um, make things we did good a little better, and carry on. We had you know, Tuesday, they had the day off Tuesday, and then you know, Wednesday – Get back at it for this week. So they work Wednesday, Thursday, today, Thursday. I mean, they work last two days. They'll work some more tomorrow, and we'll have a game Saturday night. So be consistent. 
Exactly, and that's pretty much going to wrap up our review of the uh, the Clemson-Georgia Tech game. When we come back from a break, uh, we will preview the game against Western Kentucky, even though I've tried to have them play Eastern Kentucky. Apparently it's Western Kentucky. But uh, we'll be right back after this break where we will tell you about our good friends at betonline.net. Hi, this is Jeremy the Impact York from Strong Style, Board Check, and That Sports Show. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we are back. It's up with the white and gold with GT John and me, the Impact, Jeremy, the Impact, Um I, I stand corrected again during the break. I was corrected. Uh, it's, I, I'm in the wrong state completely. Um, it is Western Carolina that Georgia Tech is playing. I mean, maybe they can just play all these teams, Eastern Carolina, Western Carolina, Eastern Kentucky, Western Kentucky. We'll just have a big melee in the, in the middle of Bobby Dodd. <laughs> uh, it might be a melee anyway with just Western Carolina. We'll see. It very much could. All right. What, if anything, besides the fact that they're one to know from taking the easy low hanging fruit there, do you know about Western Kentucky? Or West, forget Western Kentucky, Western Carolina. So, uh, Western Carolina, they are uh, an SCF team, um, which, you know, most people go, like, oh, you're doing a cupcake. But Western Carolina is not a cupcake. I mean, they put up 50 plus points last week. Um, and of course, they gave up 38. So they are very strong in passing games. They're they're heavy offense. Um, so it'll definitely be um, a game we want to step up our defense on. Um, but they are kind of not so great on, on the defensive side. So I think this will be definitely a a game where we can, you know, we'll work on you know, using the run game uh, to set up you know, those, those pass plays that. Uh, Sims can do so. It'll definitely be a good on that. What I think really makes this kind of unique um, is that Western Carolina is Coach Collins' alma mater. Um, oh, Collins uh, graduated in 1992 from Western Carolina, where he was a, um, a four-year letter in, as a defensive player. Uh, he also was a graduate assistant there, so this kind of means a little something hmm. more to him. Um, also, historically, uh, we've played Western Carolina uh, five times uh, historically, and we've won all five of them. Uh, each year, scoring more points than we did the previous time. So, it's been uh, 2011 was our last game uh, against them. I don't know that we'll put up 70 points, but I mean, it could happen. I guess. <laughs> um, hey, never but, say yeah. never. Right. I mean, but yeah, so in two of those years, Jeff Collins was a player. Um, 
So, I mean, yeah, he was kind of consistent there a little bit, but then this is what's really going to be a little different for him. Um, now, you know, kind of coaching against his alma mater. It's a little, little, little weird um, for a coach or a player yeah. to do. And I know some of the Georgia Tech fan base would uh, probably prefer if he went and played for him again for this game. But, uh, no, he is going to be on the sideline coaching. Uh, yeah, a little bit that I, that I was able to dig up. Uh, Carlos Davis, I believe, is their quarterback. He was 28 for 36, 433 yards. Uh, not an uncom- uncommon stat line in SDS, by the way. Uh, six touchdowns, two interceptions. It tells me he's not afraid to just fling that ball in any direction he wants. Uh, run game-wise, looks like Desmond Reed and... T.J. Jones are the uh, two-headed attack they're going to try to run um, at Georgia Tech. But the fact that neither one of them got more than 69 yards, and granted it was a big blowout, so maybe they just threw the ball a bunch based on the numbers. But um, I don't think Reed and Jones are going to be able to do a whole lot with this Georgia Tech uh, defensive line. Uh, that was the only thing that was going to see that. And then, like I said, uh, Davis threw for 433 yards and six touchdowns last week. Um, I mean, overall, yeah. they they racked up the numbers last week. So, I mean, yeah. But it's uh, Carlton Southern. Uh, I'm not too familiar with them on, on what they're going to what they do. But like I said, Western Carolina is a high-powered passing offense, and that's just what they do. But. Um, We'll see. I mean, we're going to we're gonna establish that run game um, against them. So, I think, but defensive-wise, I mean, correct those things that we did uh, against you know, Clemson, kind of don't leave people wide open. We may, yeah. It's kind of down to half, and they'll probably hit a few, you know, big, big passing plays. Um, but I think overall, I mean, the defense will hold out and do pretty well with this one. Yeah, and I actually know a little bit about Charleston Southern because in the time, uh, the couple years that I've covered Kennesaw, uh, they played them a good many times. They're a tough team. They always play people real tight. They do love to fling the ball a lot. They are very pass-happy. They do have some runners here and there uh, that can do some things, but in looking at the stats from, from last week, uh, they have uh, wide receiver Anderson, who had eight catches for 131 yards and two touchdowns and they had Ruff, who had nine catches for 99 yards and a touchdown, and uh, then it kind of got spread out after that. So he definitely has his top targets that Western uh, Western uh, Carolina couldn't do much about. But I think that bodes well for if Georgia Tech will establish their run a little bit, and then uh, maybe it'll open up the passing game and you can hit some big yards. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I, mean, I was in the high field last week. Quarterback was the rush. Head was in the game, good day on the rushing. But I think our, our running backs are going to definitely uh, kind of show out this week. Um, their defense, uh, I, don't, I don't think it's going to do too much on, on us. Um, like for the last week, no. we talked about Catamount, and the Catamounts. They had 52 points, but they gave up 38. So, 
I mean, between the two of them, a 90 points total scored in the game. That, that's a lot to, I mean, to give up. So I think it's, it's definitely going to be a, a flip this week. Uh, I think we should uh, have to do, do pretty well. I mean, I know as of right now, I'll say the Lions I've seen is Georgia Tech at minus 21. So we'll see how that, how that goes, how that plays out. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually the the sports book I was looking at had taken it off the board, so I would imagine it's probably close to that. But I guess we'll get into our uh, – we'll go three keys. We'll make it easy. Three keys to the game. I'll come up with one, and then uh, you can either come up with two or we'll come up with one together. Um, the key, I would say, is I want to see them establish the run. Yes, they got away from the triple option or the option or whatever in the world you want to call uh, what the previous regime did, but in order to help Sims out, I think you want to set up the run. You want to get him really comfortable. Eventually, that'll set up some smaller passes that will lead to the ones down the way. But I say the number one or the first key to their victory, I think you you start establishing the run and get these guys some some uh, positive yardage going forward. Yep, uh, I definitely agree. I think um, from what I've read, that's definitely what we want to do is like I said, establish the run. Uh, get that going, and then you know, as we get that going, and then should allow you know Sims to open up in the pass game as well. But definitely, um, we we want to be a run team, so I think it'll we'll definitely get that going. It should should work out. Yep. So, what would be your next key? Um, I think I want to go back to what we talked about uh, last week. Um, the cleaning up the the Silly fight the penalties. Um, we are going mm-hmm. to start the first without Charlie Thomas and due to the targeting penalty he received in the last game. Um, so our defense, Which was 100% you know, accurate. I'm sorry? That, that, was 100, that was 100% accurate. It was targeting. He knows better, and, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, definitely an unfortunate. Uh, I mean, there was nothing. I mean, it's a bad play. So in between that, the false starts, the – I mean, pass interference, and whether it's should have been pass interference or not, I mean, we've got to work on <laughs> covering the rest. Can't call it, even if it doesn't look like a pass interference to us. But those, those kind of areas, I think, are going to continue week to week on trying to make, clean that up. And uh, that would be, I think, again for me. Yeah, and then um... – the third key to the game, because so far we have, uh, you mentioned cleaning up the, the just mental mistakes and the penalties, which is which is definitely something they should address. Um, I said establish the run game, really get some yards under these runners, get them some confidence so that going forward that will open up some stuff. And then, gosh, I, I think this needs to be its own key. It, it kind of ties into what you were saying, but – Let's just not have a punt blocked this week. I, I think let's make sure to make just block the guy you're supposed to block, and let's make sure that the punt, if you have to punt, get get down the field. Yeah, I mean definitely. I mean looking at the I mean things we've done in years past. I mean punting is unfortunately a big part of our our plays. Exactly. Yeah. Thing. So, I mean a punt punt can really hurt you. It can really do you good. But if we're not going to block, then you know punch. I mean, it doesn't matter if we punt or not. By the way, hand it over to. 
running on fourth down or not get it. It made no difference. But so we got to work on those right. uh, those assignments, blocking. Um, you know that that first that first man if they're coming through the line, then you know we got to the next man is kind of covered up. But you know, first one, that first man really needs to kind of work on on that blocking. I think it's definitely an area something we address. I mean, after two two block punts in a game. I know that's something we definitely looked at during the week, so we, yeah. we shouldn't see that. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, you know, Yellow Jacket fans, it's not because you're playing a a, uh, uh, a different level team here, or anything like that. I, I think this very much is a very winnable game. It's a chance to get confidence, to get everybody hyped up, to show everybody what you can actually do, so that you know when you play. God, who do they play next? I forgot. It was oh no, wrong schedule. Huh. I'm looking. I'm looking at the uh, the the Carolina schedule here, and I'm like, oh wow, they play Presbyterian. No, we got no. Ole Miss. Oh. Yes, you got uh, currently ranked Ole Miss. Yep. So yeah, that and uh, a three thirty time slot game. That that is three straight featured games. I don't know what in the world you guys have on the committee, but my goodness. You've done a good job of being featured on a Monday night. You're going to be featured. This game is at 7 o'clock on ACC Network and ESPN Plus on Saturday. And then next week you get a 3.30 game on ABC. I don't know what you guys did, but keep it up. Yeah, it'll be an interesting game. I know that uh, that Ole Miss game I'm probably most likely going to miss because I will be out of town. So I'll have to catch up on that actually. Um, we'll see. Definitely how things go. But it's definitely be yep. an interesting season. Like I said, you know, Western Carolina at 7 on Saturday, Old Miss at 3 30. And then UCF after that. We get you know, the FSU team to beat LSU we get later in the season. And Miami yep. or Georgia at the end. So it'll be a, definitely a, another interesting season. Oh, yeah. it's uh, A lot of people said you guys had a loaded schedule. You do. A lot of people said it's going to be to your detriment. I don't think so. I think you're in a majority of these games, the fact that you hung with Clemson as long as you did. I mean, Tech fans, once again, I'm not spinning this that positive. There's a lot of really good things happening, whether you guys like Jeff Collins or not. He seems to be having it at least on the tracks and headed in a positive direction. Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, yeah, I mean really um, – can't really kind of look at just score lines and wins and losses if we really break down what he's doing, you know, for the players. Uh, you know, he's, you know, he's from here. He's from Conyers. They understand the you know, culture, bringing in that culture side of it. And, you know, just you know, work on those things, those areas where we, we just didn't sell well in last year. And I think, like I said, we're not trying to spin anything. We've got a good, good thing, so we just got to execute on this. Yep, absolutely. But uh, do you have anything else? I, I pretty much I think we've covered everything we need to cover. No, I think, uh, I think it's pretty good, and we'll, uh, and we'll see what happens this Saturday and we'll see how things are different next week. Absolutely. So for GT John, I'm Jeremy the Impact. Uh We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to Up With the White and Gold. And we'll see you guys next week. Go Jackets.